Hannah, we're never gonna find jobs after we're, this. We're never gonna. Our find employers jobs. are gonna. I was I was just thinking about it. Like we're literally broadcasting our insanity to the world <laughs> and uh, asking people to be like, hey, like. That's quirky. <laughs> That's quirky and cute. <laughs> You're gonna be unemployed. literally over and we're just getting My started. My Hannah. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Hannah. I always hated my name growing up and I wanted it to be Sally. My name is Emily, like about 90% of the other white females on this planet. Okay, so hold on a second. Why are we doing this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that the universe is trying to tell us to stop. Like, everything that's happened today has been a sign. First of all, daylight savings. I've never, like... Yeah, what the fuck Ever in advance have I known that daylight savings was happening, ever, in my life. Like, it was 1 a.m., and then two minutes later, it was 3 a.m. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm tripping again. It's fine. And then it was actually 3 a.m. I, you know, the whole universe is like... It's trying to tell me something. And then today, as soon as we set foot outside of our dorm building... To come here. To come here to record this podcast, the skies themselves parted like the Red Sea and just dumped rain on us like I've never seen before. <laughs> and we were just walking in... Our umbrella collapsed. Yeah. There was, like, a stream with, like, Popeye's containers <laughs> passing by us. <laughs> oh, dear. And we arrived here. And we somehow yeah but we're supposed to be here because yeah we have something to say and what do we want this podcast to be let's just let's just put speak it into existence let's put it out there well here like at the beginning yeah um so i think that we we came up with this idea for this podcast because we believe that we i mean kind of the stuff that happens to us is in a way, just, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's kind of ridiculous. But also, I think it speaks to sort of the larger picture of what is going on at Berkeley and what is going on, like, in our, just this crazy time in our lives. Um, I mean, it is kind of, it is weird that I am 19, almost 20 years old, and I still feel like I'm 11 in a lot of ways. I feel like I could be maybe in like third grade. I peaked in third grade, but that's a whole different story. I wrote a novel. It was published. It was about 10 pages long. And then my dad like WordPressed it and made it look like You're a kidding. cute little book. No. What was it about? It was about horses. The main character was named Sparkle. You kind of do have and a horse girl in Thunder. Oh yeah, no, I was definitely a horse girl. Like I think you overcame unabashedly. That, but... I know. It's we don't have to talk about it. Let's do <laughs> anyway, this. No, but okay. We want this podcast to yeah, be you a do place things. of authenticity and a place to have voices that aren't really heard. 
or if they are heard, maybe dismissed. We just mm-hmm. want to have like a place where everyone can be crazy together and real together, and then it's not like yeah a problem. Yeah, and we want to really address and talk about the crazy and and you know absurd sometimes sometimes really like hard to tackle subjects with the sort of lightness that I think people yeah. often because either, the only like, way to get through things is to laugh about them yeah and this school everyone takes themselves so, so seriously it, yeah truly too seriously and that is what this whole episode is about is about so let's just start I think where I want to start is just the fact that I hate LinkedIn like a lot of people love it but I just LinkedIn is just symptomatic of everything I hate about stress culture on this campus. Oh my god. But like this whole resume thing, there's all this judgment tied up into it that everyone is expected to come in here knowing everything. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to know how to make this perfect resume so that you can get all these opportunities and somehow like be this perfect person and then get the perfect job. Yeah, like working yourself down just, you know, to nothing in... But it's a problem. It is. It's like, who do you think you are? Do you, like... We have officially peaked. (laughs) Actually, we don't even need to find jobs because this is the only thing... Like, this is. This is (laughs) as good as it gets. It is as good as it gets. When you have a podcast, like, you know you made it. Because you're that important to broadcast. And that is why we have it. As an ego boost. Solely. This is why... Because we are humanities majors at this campus. Uh God knows that's what we need. Since we're in it for the money and the glory, that's why we're here. And the Twitter fame. And the tw- oh my god. Oh, people on Twitter. My last Twitter, uh, Twitter. My last tweet <laughs> got like ten likes, and I was like, "What? Shit! I don't get that many. I get six. Oh, well, that's six what I'm saying. I literally am sort of Twitter famous. Like, you know, not to flex. Twitter famous humanities major. And your name is Emily. And my name is Emily. Emily, how did I meet Emily? So, oh, this is a good I came story. to this god awful school. Okay, <laughs> I came to this school, you know, ready for my life to open up, ready for all the flowers to open themselves to me as I walk down the street. And I don't know where I'm going with that metaphor, but I I just came to the school ready for my life to start. I was like, I'm finally leaving fucking Orange County. There's gonna be culture, and there's gonna be light, and there's gonna be amazing experiences. But I was not prepared for the squalor. I was not prepared for the book of Revelation, to live in the book of Revelations. <laughs> like, that is what our dorm is. If you've ever read that the book of Revelations in the Bible, yeah. when everything is just, the world is ending, yeah. and it's just squalor, that's what our dorm is. Yeah, if you'd like to come <laughs> visit, you. I mean, it is not hard to, no, no, I'm just saying, it's not hard, like, at first glance, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. it it's you can, ridiculous. You can, totally you can it's see. palatable. The, yeah. like the concentration of insane people really got to me the first week and everything was going to hell there was like a vendetta against me that developed there was this war that was waged against me and I went onto the balcony one night and I looked out it was so romantic and I saw the Bay Bridge twinkling and I was like I'm here for a reason and like I need to I'm here to make a podcast eventually <laughs> And everything's going to be okay. And then on the balcony, I saw this beautiful friend, or who would become my beautiful friend, this girl who was crying, and she was surrounded by all these people. 
and I was like oh shit like I feel the same way like everything is like I have no idea what I'm doing like every, I think everyone who comes to college feels like yeah. I have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. what is this phase in my life what is going on like what who am I who am I gonna be like how is this gonna go am I disappointing my parents mm-hmm. am I gonna graduate like I don't even know and then yeah. like I found you and like you just have become one of my best friends and oh I love God. you and like you're so beautiful inside and out <laughs> whoa and I did not pay you enough for these compliments oh I'm gonna charge I'm gonna invoice oh okay 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 yeah. okay then keep going <laughs> keep going <laughs> and um and honestly the both of us having this experience of like we're treading a similar a similar path together mm-hmm. of what we want and like we really believe in our passions and really believe in like giving something to the world that's not just serving ourselves like we aren't chasing a salary which mm-hmm. sounds romantic and kind of stupid and like we know we probably will end up in a tarp but we're um, gonna share that tarp we're gonna share that tarp because we have our friendship and we have mm-hmm. this bond that's that's gonna help us yeah. through this place because it's so hard to be in college mm-hmm. oh it is and the, the first week of school like you said was so indicative of everything to come and that was an incredibly romanticized and beautiful portrayal of what actually happened that night which was in the foreground of that panorama with the bay bridge and the golden gate in the background i was sitting on the balcony sobbing (laughs) my eyes i just was losing my mind and it was just mostly because problematic you know systemic patriarchal misogyny but we will get to that later. We will get to that. Yes. Anyway, I was just kind of a hashtag mess, if you will, <laughs> and not in a quirky, cute way, no. like in an inexcusable way. And Hannah was on the other end of the balcony, and I just felt so like I was like, oh god, like oh god, I'm just making a huge scene. Like now, this girl who just came out to get some fresh air is had to witness this, you know. Mm-hmm this white girl breakdown and it just felt so bad and then she just marched right over to me and she's like hey listen I don't know what you're going through but whatever it is you're gonna get through it and I'm gonna be here for you and I was like oh my god and I was like just let yourself feel however yeah, you want to feel yeah that was the best part I almost threw my laptop off the balcony <laughs> like I'm not joking I was incredibly like upset I was that upset and then you just came and like it was just the most you were the most calming presence and that's still how I feel like you're just so with it you know and you're so like confident and sure of yourself in a way that is different than I think like the culture here because I think a lot of people here are really good at faking it Mm -hmm. and pretending like everything's fine you know and that like Like, even though they have been in the library for the past 24 hours doing nothing but studying, like, oh, I'm still, I got, I'm I'm going to lecture, I'm totally fine, I'm with it, but, like, you actually are with it, and you're not apologetic about, like, when, you know, like, you know, you're a human, and when things get hard, you never, ever hide it, and I think that is the most, just, that is so indicative of your you know strength as a person and your personality is so just it just you radiate this energy which it is so hard to be around you and like not smile you're hilarious also and so that was the birth of this podcast was when two 
emotionally fragile, vulnerable girls on a balcony (laughs) (laughs) found one another. Um, And the rest is history, really. I mean, there's a really good lesson in that story. Mm -hmm. It's like when I told you, like, you should just feel however you want to. Like, when you live in a place, we go to a school where, like, being human... Like, there's almost something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I saw this thing on Facebook the other day where a professor, someone posted uh, something that a professor said, giving a breakdown of the day. Like, you have two hours to do, like, living tasks, like eating and, like, using the bathroom. Like, ten hours of studying or something like that. Like, half an hour, like, for walking and getting around campus. We can't piecemeal our lives. Right. We can't break down, like, who we are, like... Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, we need to be human. It's not going to be easy. It's not easy going to the school. It's not easy being surrounded by people always telling you, like, that you're behind. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, it's so easy to feel like you have not, like you have nothing together. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly. And as a humanities major especially, I feel like people do not even, like, care at all. They're like, oh, you're <laughs> completely irrelevant, you know? Because, I mean, obviously different majors you know to each their own but I feel like people are so quick to diss humanities and just ride them off completely because they think it's you know easier but anyway that gets us into our first episode of this podcast which is on stress culture at UC Berkeley which is endemic to this school truly it is truly like I didn't come to the school to have every beautiful opportunity and moment dashed by the fear that I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. You know? Just, I feel like the school has so much to offer that's being, like, ignored by this game yeah. to, that people want to play. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, and, and like you said with that professor talking earlier about, like, you know... Giving a breakdown of Yeah, game. that's... I mean, like, what is the point... <clears throat> What is the point? Like, we don't... I don't think anybody goes... I mean, like, I think you just have to take a step back and see the bigger picture. It's really not hard if you can sort of adjust your your outlook. Like, it feels on a day-to-day basis. You're like, okay, I'm here to go to school. I'm here to learn. And, you know, when that's the objective, sure, like, it sounds achievable. But when you get caught up in the stress culture and like the living in the library and just working yourself down to the bone just every single day like that's when it becomes incredibly unhealthy and like people need to realize that you can learn and you can still be a really good student without stressing yourself out that much and I mean a lot of people I get that you can like thrive off you know stress or like deadlines and stuff you can you can perform under pressure but like you also have to realize that you're like this is your life you know you do not get a a second chance with any of this stuff like if you want to spend every day locked in a library yeah I think you have to find a balance that's that's the most important thing that's I think what a lot of people miss is that you have to make sure that you can you know put in the work when you need to but also take time for yourself and realize that it's okay to breathe it's okay to you know not spend a night studying for eight hours straight like you can go out you can have fun you can watch a movie and relax and you're still completely worthy of being here you know at this sometimes incredible you can't school. make it to that 8 a.m i also want to be careful 
that we don't dismiss like the other lived yeah. experiences of people growing mm-hmm. up culturally different right i was gonna also yeah which is really important mm-hmm. i mean i come from orange county i'm sorry yes <laughs> thank you oh <laughs> thank you thank you for i validate you thank you for validating me. i hear you you know i came here and it felt like i could breathe for the first time wow it felt like wow or there are like like the best restaurant in town isn't Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, no, I was amazed that everything like was open on Sundays. I'm from Utah. Um, She's an international student. I am, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like just absolutely blown away when there were stores open on Sunday, restaurants. You're what from Utah? We? Yeah, I am, and uh, that is just and that's my so emotional baggage. Okay. <laughs> And you're going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life. The rest of my life. Literally forever. Wow. But I'm here now, and I'm in this, um, you know, cesspool of stress and STEM and all this other shit. We came here, I think what I was talking about was, like, I came here to learn. Oh, yeah. I didn't come here to be depressed, but, like, so (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That's a noble goal. It's a noble goal. Yeah. Um, and of course it's unrealistic to come in here and waltz in and be like, oh, like, the sun's going to shine on me and I'm right. going to be like this temple of knowledge. <laughs> I felt like I was going to like ascend right. and become this like, like I would like know Greek and Latin like, oh, as yeah. soon as I stepped foot here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not about that. Pull in an army hammer and call me by your name. That part where oh, it yeah. does all the, re- oh my God. But, oh my god. We can't talk about no, that we can't. right now. That's just too much. Distracting. Um, okay. But why did you come here? Um, I mean, because it's Berkeley, really. I mean... What does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be like, it's Berkeley? Everyone knows Berkeley. Right. Everyone, like, if you tell someone, like, you go to Berkeley, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Like, not, if you tell someone you go to SDSU, it's like, okay, you go to SDSU. But, like, if you go to, like, any school... But if you go to Berkeley, like, it's yeah. just this thing. Yeah, because I think it is, at least for me, I had been hearing about Berkeley for, you know, all of high school. I, I had teammates, like, I was on the soccer team. I had a few teammates who went to Berkeley, and, like, I very quickly picked up on the fact that it was, it's a big deal, you know, like, to be here. And it's a big deal to you know, get this opportunity, but also I, it was so, like, just still sort of a very distant, like, sort of hazy, like, very mythological type seeming, like, it was just so, it seemed too good to be true, and so I kind of was like, okay, whatever, I didn't really think about it until I was applying for college, and my dad was like, I was doing the UC application, he was like, just do Berkeley just for fun, you know, and I was like, oh, there's no chance, and he's like, just do it, there's, you know, there's always a chance, and so when I got in, I was just, I, like, I knew that I, you needed to like, it is, yeah, and I think a lot of other things happened senior year that, like, specifically pushed me here, um, I mean, like, actually, the college application process was not, like, easy for me at all, like, I really got kind of like 
you know, I got dunked on by a lot of these colleges. Like, everywhere <laughs> I wanted to go. It got curved. I did. It got curved. It was not great. Like, I, you know, because I was in IB, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different beast, you know, because it's high school it's and stressful. stress culture, and that does not cool. That's not fun. Um, so everybody in my high school who did IB was also, like, you know, just thought they were on this trajectory for greatness. And a lot of them were. Like, I was told, like, if you do IB, you're made. Like, you can get in wherever you want. And then I didn't. And all my other friends, like, they were, you know, I have a lot of friends going to Columbia. I have one person got into Brown. Nobody gets into Brown, you know? Like, that was crazy. And so I was like, oh, cool. Okay, shut up. Anyway, (laughs) this is Utah we're talking about. Nobody gets into Brown from Utah. International students. Um... And it was like, so a lot of people got into these incredible schools, like, early on. And so I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then a lot of my friends started getting rejected by, like, the same caliber. And then I did, too. I mean, like, you know. And so I was like, it's okay, rejection's part of the process, but, you know. Do you think that stress culture of, like, college applications is a part of why Berkeley itself has such a stress culture? Because, like, we're still proving something? I think so. And that's what I was the most, I think, surprised about. Like, when I got here, um, it, like, I tried to join clubs, and there were, there were applications. Yeah, I still for don't the, understand yeah. why there's applications for clubs. Are you kidding me? What, does, what is yeah, that even Yeah, like, about? every day you have to prove yourself again and again, <laughs> and, like, and it really is kind of ridiculous. Like, what more do we have to give? Do you to really give? need to make an application so that you can go, like, get drunk yeah. at socials? Fill out this Google form. <laughs> Yeah, fuck Apply. Your form. Yeah. <laughs> Period. I, I, okay, I'm just going to be completely out of pocket. When I see consulting clubs, I get, like, really upset. Yeah. Miserably. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, who the fuck needs to flex their LinkedIn? Are you kidding me? How about I just exist and live life, and if I end up in a tarp, well, well. Oh, well, I'm not going to, like, actively networking is just, what? Oh, my God. Networking is maybe the worst thing. It's so, just be a person. Okay, How about so, that? We sound so, like, No, I know. It's just, like, because I'm a humanities major and I don't know, like, hashtag what it takes, you know? <laughs> I have to, don't have to, you know, make connections in the STEM world. But we also... We don't hate STEM, though. No, I just think it's the whole system the whole everything you know getting a job period is hard and i i don't i don't know is it is the stress culture on this campus just a manifestation of all of our anxieties i mean i mean when you put it like that like it's just a manifestation of all these fears yeah like yeah that we're not gonna succeed right yeah to be okay right except also i mean like we're at berkeley for the love of pete (laughs) it's coffee so i was in the lounge one time and we were i don't know i was complaining like i always do about being a humanities major generally and um so i was i just walked in i was talking with hannah about like how i was stressed out i had an essay or something and and i kind of made a joke yeah no yeah i made like a joke i was like oh i'm you know this is such a lucrative career that I'm headed towards and then everyone else in that lounge who just happened like most of our friends and close acquaintances are STEM majors um 
And so everyone in that lounge is just having a fucking heyday, just laughing their asses <laughs> off at us. Like, oh my god, like, yeah, at least I have 40 midterms this week, but at least I don't have to write essays. At least I don't have to read. Like, it was at just. At least I'm gonna have a job. At least I'm gonna, you know. Is that fun? Is it fun, <laughs> like, <laughs> doing nothing? Yeah, and so then a, a bitch decided to turn to me and she's like, hey, do you play an instrument? And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, like, do you have like a. Uh, I don't know, like, any talents that you could use, maybe? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I played the violin in middle school. And she was like, well, maybe you should become a street performer. (laughs) You'd probably make more money doing that. I'm telling you, it took every single nerve I had in my body. And you just looked at me. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what I I was. I was just completely in awe. I was like, whoa. I'm the only person who can make fun of my career path. I mean, I can make fun of it, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why is this school, in particular, so toxic? Like, what? What created this? Yeah. I think it's, well, I think part of it's because it's, you know, Berkeley... You but why is it Berkeley? Because it's always been Berkeley. Like, it's always been, you know, a really, it's just been world-renowned. It's been, it's got, it's always had great professors and amazing, you know, like, it's, it is the golden child of this But this school is such a country. Oh, yeah, and that. I mean, let's, you know, not just skip over that whole... Ishii? Yeah. Like, there's so many important issues at this campus that usually are obscured yes. by the fucking stress culture. Yes. We care more about POS. We care more about CS. We care more about how much funding we can get at the school to, mm-hmm. fun, like, sponsor new research projects, which is good. Yeah. Okay? There we need is... to have research. These fields are great fields. Maybe I'm just bitter that I'm not, you know, smart enough, as some person said to me, to do CS. <clears throat> oh, baby. But why aren't we talking about bigger issues yeah. on campus? Why is every person on this campus so in their own head? Mm-hmm. We need to talk about the dark history of this school or the dark things that have happened. People like Yishi who were victims you know, of the system going on. We need to talk about <clears throat> the experiences of people of color here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, why do so many, like, self-important pursuits on this campus obscure the larger problems mm-hmm. on this campus? Like, as a community at this school, why aren't we talking about these important things that happen on our campus? Mm-hmm. Everyone is so fucking concerned about their LinkedIn. Right. Everyone is so concerned about the internship they're having this summer. Well, guess what? You go to a school where there are systemic issues that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where there's a path that needs to be addressed. You know? Mm-hmm. There are issues, you know, of how... <clears throat> Let me just say something. When we had the workers striking for better living conditions mm-hmm. because they cannot survive off the wages. Mm-hmm. That they Let's just... We live in the Bay Area. Yeah. People think that their routine is more important than someone else's survival mm-hmm. and trying to take care of their family and trying to work and make a living at this school where the UC system, you know, thinks it's okay to treat workers 
in that way and I'm not going to go that deeply into it but people are so into themselves that like we're yeah. ignoring so many important conversations we need to have mm-hmm. as Berkeley students yeah there are things happening on our campus that are not okay they're you know why are we talking about that right they just get swept under the rug just you know because it is an inconvenience to talk about it, I think and like I mean stress culture is the butt of every joke on the UC Berkeley meme page you know and of course it, it it seems funny when you like are removed but nobody is removed from the stress culture like it is a huge problem and it affects people's mental health and it's not you know like when you treat it as a joke and you just try to ignore it for as long as possible it just makes it festered it you know and then people don't feel comfortable actually talking about it and addressing it and like there's nothing you know you feel like oh if other people are joking about it then it's not a real you know problem and then I shouldn't be feeling this way like if I can't keep up then I don't deserve to be here yeah but also like I mean everybody everyone here is here yeah Right. Like the myth is, the, like the thing is, everyone thinks like I don't deserve to be here, but every single person mm-hmm. here feels that way. Right. Everyone. Some people are just like better at faking it, I think. And and it would be so amazing if we could take a step back at us students on this campus and say, this is really toxic. Mm-hmm. We're here to learn. Let's learn and let's have important conversations and let's like try to get out of our minds a little bit. Right. But that's not easy. Like, I, I'm also frustrated with myself right now talking about it. Because I grew up in a different experience mm-hmm. than a lot of people here. Yeah. I didn't grow up in the Bay Area. A lot of my Bay Area friends grew up in stress culture. Mm-hmm. Um, cultural differences. I mean, my background is, you know, I come from, you know, immigrant parents. Um, who, you know, are different culturally than other people. Like, and I think you and I kind of grew up in a similar household, like a different, like the same. Mm-hmm. Our parents never made us feel like, you know, becoming a doctor or a lawyer was the only option. Right, right. And, and we have yeah. to understand that stress culture is also a product of different cultural right. experiences. Yeah. And for some people, the stress culture is not even, a, you know, the problem. Like, there are people who this is how it's been the whole, you know, forever, their whole lives. And, like... I think it is easy for me to stand on my humanity soapbox and be like, this is such a problem, you know, maybe it's just because, like, I am experiencing it in its most ugly form for the first time, but also, like, I, it is my hope that everybody, like, here at the school, like, knows how, like, amazing it is to be here and how amazing they are for, you know, working so hard to get here and, like, that... I don't know. I think we do need to tell people, like, actively, like, you're more than a test score. You're more than getting into Haas. You're more, like, but, like, be serious about it, you know? Because when people, like, say it and they write it in, like, font or whatever. It shouldn't be just a platitude when things go Yeah, no, you have to, like, actually, yeah, and learning is not about acing everything like everyone here You actually need to to do bad. You need to do bad. You need to fucking fall on your face. But you also need to have people, like your professors and guidance counselors and people, like, in the UC system who actually care and recognize that and, and help pick you back growth. up. Yeah. Yes. And not just fucking, Don't like... treat you like yeah. a robot. Oh, my God. We want a culture on this campus mm-hmm. where 
failure is not something to be afraid of. Actually, right. I think it should be encouraged. Mm-hmm. I think people should say, I don't know who people, I'm saying people generally, but I think it shouldn't be like, okay, you're going to become a robot, organize your life, give two hours of this, that. Mm-hmm. It should be like, you're going to have to tackle this. Yeah. You're going to have to face this challenge. Mm-hmm. And you're going to fail, probably. Yeah. And I hope you fail so that you can grow. Right. And use it as like a dialectic between you and the world. Mm-hmm. And like using this time to, because this is preparation for real life. You can't shut down if something doesn't go right, right. at your job. Right. If you get fired, which you probably will. You can't just descend into, like, the depths of self-loathing. Yeah. Or if you never get hired like us, <laughs> I mean, you gotta find happy... You have to be content, like, you know, <clears throat> with and your own self-worth. Like, you are, obviously, like, you're a culmination of all the hard work that you've put into things. But, like, in the end, like I was saying before, like, this is your life. And, like, that is the most important thing, I think, of all of this. I just I just wish that like the the narrative would change. Like I wish that we could encourage people to be more But how can we do that? How does that start? Cuz I feel like we're asking a lot of questions and we're not right. giving a lot of answers. And yeah. maybe it's better to ask good questions than to have good answers. But I feel like it's hard to start a conversation about this with people who are so close-minded. I think also it's hard because like even I mean the people at Berkeley will, like, send out their emails, you know, to the whole, everyone on the the UC email server thing, you know, like, we care about your mental health, take this survey, and, you know, or, like, we'd like to address this, and just, and it's just so easy to, like, gloss it over, and I feel like once you, you know, like, I feel like the sentiment there is, like, oh, we sent an email about it, which means we addressed it, and it's solved. Right, and that's definitely not how you make systemic change at all. And I think that, like, as a, as a, like, generation, I feel like we're getting more open about it and realizing that we don't just have to, like, take it sort of as it is and that we can. Definitely, if we want to change the way things are, we're capable. But if, I think it's just getting people to recognize also, like, you don't have to be so stressed. Like, you can you can learn effectively, and you can be really good. But people are you listening know. to this. If anyone listens to this. No, listen. Okay, STEM majors, literally, I could never do what you guys are doing. You guys are fucking incredible. I don't know how you do it. Maybe my life would be different if I could do math. You probably wouldn't have this podcast. I know. I tried to subtract 11 from, like, 50 the other day, and I couldn't do it. (laughs) I'm not... This is a real story. I, like, didn't... My calculator app on my phone uninstalled itself because I have no storage, so I've just been, like, floundering. Like, I... I kid you not. subtract 11 from 50? (laughs) I know. I got to the right answer, 19. Um, Eventually, I had to do long division. (laughs) But, like... You know, I just STEM majors. You guys are amazing, and I'm not trying to like. We're just hating on them. No, I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm just saying, like. But it's that's what I'm saying is it's so easy for us to be like. Yeah. Don't be stressed out. Right, like you do be easy. I don't have to be stressed because I'm not going to be a doctor. You know, it's I, okay. Validate humanities majors. We're doing hard work too. It's just different hard work, 
and it's also you know it's like how do, how can we have a dialogue with people where we don't just sound like self-important assholes and we actually sound like people concerned with that's a good question <laughs> i think that it's it's more about i mean like fixing stress culture is more about being vulnerable and like being or recognizing that it's okay to struggle here it's okay to struggle with anything at all not even just academics you know um it's okay to i mean like i think we do need to have more outlets for it and more sort of resources yeah but also it's i mean just the fact that it's okay to feel it's okay to feel stressed period to all the people who who feel like it's over we say everything is over all the time. Okay, it is definitely because of, like, climate change and stuff. But okay, oh, we're, we're just, getting into that We're going to get into that because everything is really fucking... Like, it really Nothing matters! <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll get to that, but... If you'd like to leave us hate mail or talk about your feelings, <laughs> our emails are in the description. Please don't find us on Twitter. Please don't find me on... T- I think my Twitter is dangerous. Should we have, like, mail... Like, should we have, like, a part where we answer people's questions or Ooh. criticism? I really want to be criticized. That's why I made a podcast. I don't... I'm very sensitive. I don't take well to criticism, like, even when it's constructive. So just direct everything at Hannah, please. She's the spicy white one. Okay. We hope that by being authentic and vulnerable on this podcast and by sharing our experiences that we can inspire other people to do the same don't start podcasts just be open to talking about your feelings unless you can only do that through podcasts just don't run us out of business is all we're saying shout out to mj this is the first day we have met mj and he already (laughs) knows it literally i'm like too much he Um, knows too much yeah, this is you know, gonna be. I really believe I'm sorry. that if I like, I just want to tell people everything. I would tell everyone my sexual history within three hours. Like, I think this is a proven. <laughs> if I was in a room with someone for three hours, you know I would. Do oh, that. but don't worry, we're gonna do that, we're and just we actually vulnerable. we have a episode on that we do. coming up. Operation Midnight Climax. Lucky for me, I am the person that gets to be locked in that room with her while she tells me everything. Thank you guys so much for listening uh, to the first episode of Everything is Over. Um, I'm Emily. And this is Hannah. And we hope that you guys join us again next week for our discussion about dorm life, squalor, tenement housing. Um, we will see you on the other side of the morning. Signing off. <laughs> That's a wrap, folks. <laughs>